Acapulco, amen. We're going to go Acapulco, just no, no musical instruments, just us singing directly to the Lord, amen, on this last verse. Here we go. Be near me, Lord Jesus, I ask thee to stay close by me forever and love me, I pray. Bless all the dear children in thy tender care and take us to heaven to live with thee there. Amen.
Amen. Uh, let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we're just so excited, Father, for these six souls, Lord, who have followed you in spiritual uh, baptism, uh, in, in baptism, Lord. And uh, so, Father, we just pray, Lord, that you just watch over them. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. If you're able to rise, we'd like for you to join us and sing in hymn 569, hymn 569. You know, when you when you become more and more faithful in the things of the, of the Lord, the devil gets real busy, amen. So we have to sound the battle cry, amen. Amen. Sound the battle cry, hymn 569. Sing along. Uh, sound the battle cry.
Amen, amen. Well, if you would, stand with me and take your hymnals one more time and turn to hymn number 87. Hymn number 87, Angels We Have Heard in High. Brother Yule, you come lead us at this time. the Central Park Baptist Church this morning. We're awful glad that you're here. Thank you so much for coming. This is 
uh, kind of a celebration of Christmas today uh, at our church. We will be having a meal for everyone who would like to stay after the service. You say, well, we didn't bring anything. You don't have to bring anything. Listen, right. you're going to go out and you're going to spend a whole bunch of money at a restaurant. Right. Why don't you just stay with us, fellowship with us, go into our fellowship hall after the service and Amen. enjoy a meal with God's people. Right. Amen. Right. We're glad that you're here. There are some visitors here this morning. We want to thank you for coming. If you are a first-time visitor here today and you did not receive a visitor card, if you'll hold your hand up right now, our ushers will come to you and they'll give you a visitor card. I know that some of you have already received one. We're going to ask that you fill that visitor card out after the service in the foyer. There's a sign that says, Welcome. Right in front of that sign is a, is a tall desk. I'll be behind that desk. I'll exchange that visitor card for a gift bag. We want to thank you for coming and being a part of our service. And welcome to Central Park Baptist Church. Amen. Well, we started the day off good. Amen. Baptized six. I'm, you know, I, I enjoy baptizing kids. They're, it's, it's, it's like a box of Cracker Jacks. You never know what you're going to get. Amen. Uh, I've seen kids take off running, not here, and do a cannonball in the baptistry. I mean, I've seen all kinds of things, and uh, but it's just a neat thing to uh, be able to baptize our kids. It is an awesome thing, but it's even better to baptize their parents along with them, amen, and I'm thankful for that. Well, I'm also thankful for the gift of Christmas, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. God gave his only begotten son, amen. Uh, so that we might have eternal life today, and, and for that I'm thankful. And so God help us today as we receive our offering. God help us to be givers, amen? Uh, God help us to give from the depths of our hearts simply because Christ is the greatest gift that could ever be given, and we're just giving back a portion of what God has given to us through him. So God, may God bless you this morning uh, as you give. Dear Father, thank you, Lord, for this day. Uh, thank you, Lord, for the gift of Jesus Christ, Lord, the gift of Christmas. And, Lord, I'm thankful, God, for eternal life. And, Lord, I pray that if there's anyone here today lost, they might uh, come to know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. So, Lord, please speak to hearts today. And I pray, God, that you'd help us as we give this offering this morning. Bless the gift and the giver. And may everything that you uh, be given here today be used for the furtherance of the cause of Christ. And God will give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come. to rest upon your feet one more time. We're going to uh, ask that you turn to hymn 95, hymn 95, Joy to the World, Joy to the World. Hymn 95, Joy to the World. Joy to the world. 
a lot of people here. We want you to greet each other at this time. Also, if you're fifth grade and under, fifth grade and under, they're now dismissed for junior church. Fifth grade and under, you're now dismissed for junior church. Let's please greet each other and prepare our hearts for this morning special.
Galatians chapter 4. You know, I was, we, myself and Brother Wujin and Brother Elias, we were doing some things yesterday and, and man, I was talking to these young men and I thought, you know, and I told them a little bit of some my testimony from way back and, and I got to talking about that very thing, about how God's been good. No, I hadn't always been good to him, but he has always been good to me. Amen. Amen. And I'm thankful for that today. Galatians chapter 4. I want to begin reading in verse 4. And thank you for standing in honor and respect of, of God's word this morning. And found you a place. Say amen again. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son. Crying, or excuse me, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. And we can all say, Amen. Father, thank you, Lord, today that we can say Abba, Father, today. And Lord, through the, through the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, thank you, Lord, today. Thank you for Jesus this morning, our Savior. And Lord, thank you, Father, for being good to us. Lord, as Brother Wujin sang this morning, we could begin to say a lot of things, but the simplest and I think the best way that we can ever say it is that, God, you're just good, and I'm thankful for that today. Please bless this morning. Uh, thank you for our people that are here today, and Lord, I pray, God, that we will listen, Lord, with a spiritual ear this morning and allow you to speak to our hearts, and Lord, if there's someone here that's not saved today, I pray, dear Father, more than anything, that they will come to know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, and Lord, bless the reading of your word, and we give you praise in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. You know, I suppose that and I know you, a lot of our folks here this morning know this, but I, I suppose that uh, all of us know what it is to be late. Amen. <laughs> and we can all say, Amen. 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 I mean, um, now we ought not like to be late, but um, we are. I mean, in fact, there's some cultures who have made being late a part of life. I, in fact, I've heard that some Baptists have incorporated lateness as a part of their theology. Amen. You say, well, what is that? Well, there's justification, there's regeneration, and then there's procrastination. Amen. <laughs> I've also been told that the reason why the Lord has not revealed the time of his coming is because Baptists would be late. Amen. Um, But we all know what deadlines are. We all know what it means to do things at the right time. And we've all heard the expressions and, you know, in the nick of time. We've heard the expression just in time. We've even heard the expression just in the... In the nick of time. So we, we all know those things. And, and you know we have a timetable. But then God has a timetable. And sometimes if not most times. They are not the same. Uh, many times we want God to act. And we want him to act. 
right now. But when in his wisdom he chooses uh, what and when to do it, we think he's late or he's delayed. But the reality is uh, he has not delayed, but he's always right on time. He who created this universe from nothing, he who sees the end from the beginning, uh, he himself in all wisdom and knowledge works all things out perfectly at the right time. It may not be our time, but it's always his time. And so Christmas reminds us of the fact that Jesus came to this earth just at the right time. In our text we just read here, uh, we're told that when the fullness of the time was come, that God sent forth his son. Um, What a great thing. Listen, have you ever thought about this? Now watch, that there was a time when Jesus should come. Think about it. And I've asked this question, does this mean that there was a time in all of history when all things were perfectly in line for the first coming of Jesus and that there was no other time when Christ could have come? I believe that's exactly what it's saying. It's saying that Jesus came at just the right time. Now think about it, just as Christ came at the perfect time, God continues to work in my life and in your life. And I believe that perhaps today is the perfect time this morning. Listen, that if your relationship with God is not like it ought to be, guess what? Today is the perfect time for you to get that right. If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, God said today is the day. Now is the accepted time. In other words, this is the perfect opportunity for you to come to know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Listen, it's, it's, it's the perfect time, just as when the Lord came. But when we look at these verses, if you look back in verse 4, I want you to see that there was a time of preparation. Now, we're told that the first event or the first coming of Christ happened in the fullness of time. Now, throughout the Old Testament, there's a lot of prophecies concerning the coming of the Messiah. There's, there were prophecies about the manner of his birth. In other words, that he should be born of a virgin, and that's exactly what took place. And we can all say, amen. Now, we are also told there are prophecies about the place of his birth, that he would be born in Bethlehem, and that's exactly what took place. And at the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, listen, these prophecies and many others were fulfilled. God pulled all things together to prepare for the first coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. For the beginning uh, of the preaching of the gospel, God brought everything together in this perfect moment in the fullness of time when time was full and and Jesus Christ was born as our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, but I want you to understand that there are some things that had to take place. There was, first of all, some religious preparation that had to be made. All through the Old Testament, if you read again, and and I'm reading through the Old Testament again, and it's amazing to me. Listen, God chose Israel, the Jews, to be his people. And by the way, they are still his people. Uh, There will never be a time when they are not his people. They're his people. Now watch this. When you go and read, you'll understand. You'll read that God had been dealing with his chosen people, Israel, and it would be through them that the Messiah would come, and, and we, can, we know that because we have Scripture. But Israel was always straying from God. 
Always. I mean, you read through one chapter where there was a king that rose up, and there are not many of them, and he did that which was right in the eyes of God. And then you can see a son follow right behind a godly king, and the Bible says, and he did that which was evil in the sight of God. Listen, Israel was always straying from God. They were always trying to worship idols. They, they were always following after the gods of the people that were around them. Listen, Christians are still doing that today, by the way. We look at people around us and we have a tendency to follow after the things that, of this world that they're following after. Can I, un, can I get you to try to understand something today? There's only one true God and there's only one God and only one way today that you can have peace and have a relationship with God the Father. And that's through following him only. So God finally, after uh, the people continued to follow after idolatry, he finally allowed the Israelites to be conquered by Babylon and they were taken from their homeland into that country. But while they were there in captivity, I thought this was pretty interesting, there were three things that happened to the Israelites. One of those things following their captivity was that the Jewish people were always monotheistic. They were delivered from following after the idols of the pagan nations that were around them. You will also find and read that after they uh, were out of captivity that the canon of the Old Testament scripture was gathered together under Ezra. And it was gathered into a single volume that paved the way for the preaching of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. But then the third thing that we see was, watch this, was that the Jewish synagogue came into existence. Until that time, watch, the Jews were taken from their homeland. They had worshipped at the temple in Jerusalem, but now there is not a temple. Uh, and so the Jews, they developed a method of assembling together and worshipping, and that is known as the synagogue. Now watch this, which is today in some ways a pattern uh, uh, of which the church was fashioned after. Listen, where all the people gathered together. And I want you to know, listen, today the church is that, that, that place where God has called us uh, to gather together and worship in one place, right here as a church. Amen. Amen. So there was a religious preparation, but then there was a cultural preparation in 350 BC uh, there was a, a man that came along he was the son of a Macedonian king by the name of Philip we know this guy that came along in 350 BC as Alexander the Great he conquered the known world in 12 years and because of his influence the known world at that time became Greek in culture they became Greek in their philosophy and in their institutions. And we, you read and find art and drama, literature, architecture, thought and language. The known world then, they adopted the Greek culture. Listen, Greek became so popular that everyone became familiar with the language which was known as common Greek uh, during that time. And you say, well, why is that important? Well, because in 280 B.C., the Hebrew scriptures were translated into Greek. Yeah, and from that point, the Old Testament scriptures were gathered and the doors of communication were open. You know what was happening? The time was right. Uh, there was a cultural preparation, but then there was a political preparation. Uh, in Italy, you know this, that there's a city called Rome. And by the time the Lord had come, the Romans had conquered everything around them. And in so doing, they built roads that connected the whole Roman Empire. They uh, suppressed open criminal acts. Man, we might can learn something from some of that. Uh, they created a postal system. 
they instituted the Pax Romana or the Universal Roman Peace. Uh, God even had a hand in those who would ascend to, the, to power in the Roman Empire. Because watch this, at the coming of Christ, you know this name, there was a guy on the throne by the name of Caesar Augustus. And listen, and, and, and at that point, while he was on the throne, uh, little did he know when he called the census to be made that he was literally acting under the direction of the sovereignty of Almighty God. Because of this edict requiring all these people to return to their place of origin and be counted, there was a pregnant young lady by the name of Mary, listen, under the sovereignty of God, guided by God himself. Listen, she was guided to that place in the Old Testament where Christ would be born. Listen, told us hundreds of years before it ever took place. And listen, God sent Jesus just at the right time. And if God would do that for the world, he'll do that for you and me. He'll work in your life at just the right time. Listen and listen, and we can trust him. If God will gather the, listen, the nations of this world and he will gather together people and, and a young lady by the name of Mary and her husband by the name of Joseph and direct them to a little place called Bethlehem under the direction of Almighty God. Listen, we can trust him. But we have a hard time today trusting him. We think that we know best. We think that we know what's right. And we, we get into ourselves. We get into our own strength and our own power. And we push God out and we fail to trust him. But listen, God can be trusted. Yeah. We can trust him. And he'll work in your life just at the right time. Listen, um, you know, I can look back on my life. I was doing this yesterday a little while and Thinking back in my life, and man, it's amazing how, you know, you know the old saying, hindsight is what? Oh, yeah, isn't it, isn't it, though? But listen, we ought to look back sometimes in our life and not see from the eyes of this flesh, but we ought to look back sometimes and see through the eyes of the spiritual man and look and see how God's hand has directed us and how he is in our life. I can look back in my life and listen, as Brother Wu Jin was singing that song, God's Been Good, and I can think about how where I was at the age of 22 or 23 and away from God doing things that I had no business doing, and I can look back and see the hand of God move in my life, and I came to that place where I had to make a decision to serve Him or to not serve Him, and I can thank God that He allowed me a second chance to do what He wants me to do. Listen, I'm thankful that there's a preparation going on. Listen, I believe today we look around politically speaking. Listen, you know what's going on? There's a political preparation taking place. Why? We're waiting for just the right time. You know, we pray, and I've said this before. That God, we, I've heard people pray, you know, and it sounds good, but it's not scriptural. When we pray and say, Lord, if you tarry, you're coming. You think if God turns to the Lord Jesus and say, okay, son, go get him. Oh, yeah. He's going to say, you know, Father, I'm, you know, give me just a minute. <laughs> you know, give me just a minute, you know. why? I mean, after all, the folks have been down there praying, if you tarry, you're coming. Now, wait a minute. Oh, no. He's not going to tarry. Right. Listen, I think it's been too long already. I'm ready for him to come today, now. Amen. I, I want it to be the right time right now. 
But listen, there's a preparation time going on, and I'm telling you, ready or not, he's going to come back. There was a preparation time. But there was a purpose for all of this. Look in verse 5. I mean, it tells us right here. Why, why did he come? Well, to redeem them that were under the law. Listen, there was more to that night in Bethlehem than just a, a baby in a manger. Jesus had more in mind in his coming to this earth than just giving us a holiday. And by the way, December 25 is his birthday, and we're going to show up, and we're going to worship him on his birthday. So can I encourage you today? Please come. It's his birthday. The king of kings came to this earth, and listen, and he was born of a virgin in Bethlehem in a manger of all places. It's his birthday. Surely we can come. I mean, it's not just a holiday. God had a great purpose for Christ's coming. God had planned this event before the earth was formed. And and now, as we read in verse 5, the time was right and Christ came. He came to redeem us. Now, we've heard this so much that I believe it's lost a lot of its power of hearing it. Listen, but Scripture teaches us that he came to redeem us. Listen, we who were under the law, we could not do anything. We could not keep the law. So we stood condemned in our own shortcomings. Come on, are y'all still here? Say amen. Our own works testify to the fact that we cannot be righteous in of ourselves. So Jesus came. He bore our humanity. He bore our iniquity. He died on the cross in our place. And because of that death, he forgave us, he cleansed us, and he set us free from sin and from the law of sin and death. He came to, here it is again, redeem us. That's a good Bible word. Amen. I I, I just like good Bible words. Amen. He, He came to redeem us, to buy us back and and, and, and to make us his own. And listen, and the offer still stands. Yep. Yes. All people today have two choices. And by the way, there's only two kinds of people in the world today. There's saved people and then there's everybody else. Yeah. You see, people today have two choices. We can choose to live our lives in, in our own strength and in our own power. We can take our chances that we can live righteously enough to earn our way to heaven. Or we can accept God's offer of salvation by faith in the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. The only problem is that the Bible teaches that unless our righteousness is perfect righteousness, then we have no hope. We become a lawbreaker. But thank God for the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. If we accept Jesus Christ and his finished work on Calvary, then he gives us the privilege to stand before God holy and righteous and justified. But, we, but the only way we can do that is through the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, he came to redeem us. Think about it. Our sin is placed to his account and we stand redeemed. They sing that every once in a while. I stand redeemed. Well, you're looking at an individual today that is redeemed by the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. 
He came not only to redeem us, but he, well, it's, it's right here. I mean, it's scripture. He came to adopt us. That word adopt comes from two Greek words, the sia, which means placing, and huos, which means son. When we come to Christ, listen, a child has been placed into the family of God by the act of the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ didn't just come to forgive us and send us on our way. He came to receive us unto himself. He said, hey, listen, he said, man, I'm glad you're saved. Okay, hit the road. No, he said, wait a minute, you're saved. You, you come with me. Man, I want you to know he came to adopt us. I'm a child of Almighty God. Amen. Praise the Lord. And it's been, listen, it's been God's plan all along to adopt us into his family. Amen. There's a song we sing every once in a while. It says, I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by his blood. Amen. Listen, I've been adopted. Do you realize that those who are adopted, they have stronger legal rights than a blood child? I'm adopted. I'm a child of God. You say, what if you do something wrong? Well, been there and done that. And no matter how hard I try, I'll, you know, I'll do it again. But I'm thankful today that my salvation is secure under the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And when, when we get saved, you know, it brings privileges. Look in verse 6 and 7. Christ came to fulfill his plan for the world and for us. I mean, his plan to redeem us and adopt us. And through this adoption, we get certain privileges. Uh, we have privileges of sonship. Now, verse 7, no, look what it says. It says, we become sons. Wherefore, thou art no more a servant, but a son. Amen. I'm a son. I have a father here. He's in Springtown, Texas this morning. Uh, probably at church, 90 years old. But listen, I'm telling you, uh, and I'm thankful that I have a godly father. But I want you to know I have a heavenly father. I have a father in heaven that knows everything about me. Listen, you may not know everything about me. And I say, well, praise the Lord about that. But I have a, a Father in heaven that knows everything about me, but he loves me, and I can still call him my Father. Amen. Why? How do you know that? Because I've been adopted. I'm a son of Almighty God. Listen, we're sons. We've been taken from this orphaned condition and placed into God's family. No longer, watch, must we serve the lust of the flesh. No longer must we serve the whims of Satan or the pressures of our peers because we've been, uh, listen, because we have been set free. Yeah. Listen, we've been set free from the bondage and the slavery of sin. Can I tell you this morning that, that sin today will bind you. Yeah. Sin today is like a ball and chain. Yeah. Yep. You try to do something for God and listen, sin will get in the way and listen, there's no way that you can do it till you get rid of the ball and chain of sin. How do you do that? Lord, I'm sorry. I, 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 really, I really made a mess of that one. Come on, are y'all here? I really fouled that one up. Have you ever, have, come on, y'all have done things before when you, after you've done it, you say, man, I really, I, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, you know, you've heard of buyer's remorse. You know, we ought to get decision remorse. Amen, because we're flesh, we're human, and we make bad choices. 
but we can go to the Father in heaven through the blood of claim, the blood of Christ, and he will cleanse us and set us free. Amen. Amen. Uh, we've been received uh, by God and set free because of the finished work of Christ on the cross. So we're sons of God. But that's not all. Another privilege is that we're heirs of God. It, yeah. It's right here. Look at it. It says, now we're no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then what? That y'all didn't sound too convinced. If we're a son, then what are we? An heir of God. But how did we get there? Oh, well, there it is right there, yeah. Through Christ. How did we get adopted? How did we become an heir? How did we become a son? Through Christ. You can't usurp, listen, you can't usurp authority and go around the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, you've heard of a bottleneck. You ever been on the freeway on 35 or something and there's a bottleneck? Yeah. Well, there's a bottleneck spiritually. It's called the cross. You say, you can't, if this is the cross of Christ here and, and I want to get to heaven where Brother Shelton is at, I can't, I can't go around. I say, well, I'm going to go this way. You know, after all, we're all trying to get to the same place. I'm going to go this way. No, wait a minute. I can't say, well, I'm, I'm trying to work my way, and, you know, I'm, we're working my way back to the cross. Now, wait a minute. Listen, all the roads don't lead to heaven. If you want to get to heaven, listen, there's a bottleneck, and it's called the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ, he paid our debt. Listen, he came and was born of a virgin. In the fullness of time, he came. It all comes back to the cross. And if you've come to the cross and there's been a day when you've accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, then you've been adopted. And not only that, but you've become an heir of the kingdom. I have an inheritance. I think that's awesome. You know, I may not, I, I may not have much of an inheritance here from... You know, and I love my parents, but we, you know, we grew up... I've got two brothers and two sisters. We never... We always had enough... And God always provided. But, you know, I'm, you know, sometimes we look around, oh, maybe there's a, got a rich uncle or somebody died and left me $50,000. Good luck with that. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not saying you don't. Maybe you do. If you do, well, make sure you tithe and give an offering. Uh, but, but I don't have, I, I'm not looking for that. But I do have an inheritance in heaven. You see, through Christ, we became heirs. The riches of the kingdom of God are now ours through the Lord Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit of God lives in us. Our names have been written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Listen, and we are heirs of the abundant life in Christ. I, I watch Christians today, and listen, they, they, are, they act like they're the most defeated people on the face of the planet. Why? Oh, preacher, you don't know. I've had a rough week. Anybody in here not had a rough week this week? Anybody here? How many of you have faced some things this week and it's been a little little tough? Come on. Yeah. You know, there's not an easy button that we can just go. And then it, all this hard stuff goes. No. No such thing. Listen, but I choose abundant life. I'm not going to let the things of this world rob me of my joy in Christ Jesus. So you know what I'll do? I, I, I choose Christ. 
I choose joy. I choose peace. Why? Because the Prince of Peace lives in me in the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. Listen, we're heirs. Romans 5, 17. It says, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. You see, these are the privileges that we have as a child of God. Uh, This was what the first coming of Christ provided. At the right time, God sent his son, and he can be trusted to do things in our lives at the right time as well. Do we get in a hurry? Come on. Oh, yeah, we do. We get in a hurry. It's my money, and I want it now. Yeah. Listen, we're his children, are we not? If you're a saved, born-again child of God, you're his child. Um, his, we're his heirs. Yeah, I have, a, I have an inheritance in heaven, not made with the hands of man. Rust can't mess it up. Thieves can't break in and steal it. I'm an heir. God's leading us to reign with him. I, I like what Brother... Uh, Shelton was talking about this morning. He didn't know he was talking, you know, he, reading my notes. Uh, but, you know, the Lord, he, he wants us to be doing stuff with him in eternity. Brother yes. yes. uh, Shelton said he's just not going to say, you know, as he, I like what he said, he's not just going to say, oh, yeah, okay, here's your mansion. There you go. See you later. Now, wait a minute. Uh, we can, we're going to spend some time with him. We're not, listen, I'm not going to just go sit in my mansion all day and, you know, amen, I'm redeemed, you know. No, wait a minute. No, heaven's going to be a place of activity. We're going to rule and reign with him if you're a born-again child of God for a thousand years right here. He's going to clean this place up and then we're going to reign with him. And after the thousand-year millennial reign, listen, he's going to clean everything up and eternity's going to start. He wants us to do things with him. Why? Because we're his children. Yeah. Uh, We're his heirs. And he is leading us to reign with him. Listen, that's what Christmas has done for us. Yeah. You see, a little over 2,000 years ago, there came a night when the fullness of time had come. The angels appeared through the portals of heaven, and the plan of God started to unfold. Think about it. It would only be a moment. Can you see the angels? Man, they see Mary in in the stable in Bethlehem. They know. They're watching. And God's son, Jesus, they know he's coming. And they're watching. Listen, and the fullness of time had come, and the Lord was born. And as soon as he was born, listen, they couldn't wait to announce to the shepherds, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Amen. Amen. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Listen, they made this announcement. And they were unable, watch, to uh, contain heaven's joy no longer. And the angels began to cry out, Glory to God in the highest. Amen. Amen. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Where did it take place? In the fullness of time. 
When time was, was full, God sent his son. One of these days, the fullness of time is going to manifest itself. And this same Jesus that we have seen go away, or that those men saw go away, who is seated on the throne of glory, he's going to stand up. The angels are watching. Yeah. He's going to step out from his throne onto his chariots in the clouds, and in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, the trump of God's going to sound, and we're going home. He said, when's that going to take place? In the fullness of time. When time is right, it's coming. Yeah, we're close. It's foolish to, for anybody to say and start making a date and all that. That's a foolishness. Yeah. Uh, but listen, it don't change the fact that he's coming. I've had people tell me as much as, listen, as much as recent as a few months ago. Well, I believe he's coming, but not in our lifetime. That's a foolish thought and a foolish thing to say. I told somebody yesterday, I'm ready for him to come. Yep, I'm ready. Yep. But I thank God that, listen, that if you're not ready, this is a perfect time to get ready. You see, this is the right time, the perfect time for you to get your relationship right with Almighty God. And all God's people can say, Father, help us. God, I'm thankful that we can look back in Scripture and read of the fullness of time when you, when you sent your son, Jesus. And God, he came, and Lord, but it wasn't just about uh, being born of a virgin in a manger. God, there was a purpose. And that purpose, as we've read in Scripture this morning, was to redeem us. God, to, to adopt us as sons, as heirs of Almighty God. Lord, I pray that, God, that we will live like it. That we will um, be the kind of Christians where other people can see Christ in us. God, please help us today. Lord, if there's somebody here that's not saved, I pray, Lord, most of all, that they'll come this morning and trust you as Savior and Lord. God, I pray that if there's Christians here today that are not living for you like they ought to live. God, this again is a perfect time for them to come as well. So Lord, speak to hearts. Touch the hearts this morning. I pray God for the liberty of the Spirit of God that folks will come today and just do business with you. And Lord, we'll be mindful to give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, nobody looking around, this, I want to ask you something that's just between me and you and the Lord.